now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. And welcome to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books of the show of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as Corey Fastlane. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. And we've got one more surprise for you. Coming this year, Aegon the Sixth, two! Two! <laughs> it's the second one. There's a second Aegon the Sixth. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Fuck, dude. We're back. We haven't recorded anything in the past two years. Nope. And here we are to talk about our favorite television game show, Post Game of Thrones. Post Game of Thrones. We're both wearing glasses to show that time has passed. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to Eddie in two years. I didn't sleep in a big bed with Eddie and Kim for the last four nights. (laughs) It's good. Oh, God. This is the. It's Hey, it's good that they called this episode one because there's fucking pod racing in this episode. We're here to talk about the season premiere of episode no season eight, episode one of Game Gambo Throne. He's back. There he is. Did you know that this is a secret title? They didn't, even when the episode started, when you clicked on it, it wouldn't tell you what the title was. Uh, we later found out, uh, that the episode is called Winterfell. You can't let, you can't let him know that. Yeah, that might have spoiled a few things for us. That was the third twist that George told, uh, Dan and Dan. (laughs) He said, uh, at the start of season eight, they'll, uh, be in Winterfell. And there will be a little boy, and it'll be a parallel. It'll be very it's, good. Uh, do you remember, like, the first one? It's this, but again, and What if a different but, character did it? What if a character who's not named, and we have no interest in, uh... Yeah. Arya watches as a little boy falls out of another library tower. How... You like it. How... We, oh, you like to see it. How do <laughs> we... St- what's this... Do we do the reviews roundup? Ah, uh, yeah, Is we that- usually yell at, like... The AV Club for a while. AV I don't know Club if you gave it a B plus. What right? did you give it? Let's start there. I didn't like it very much. Yeah, I remember thinking, "Boy, this show is long," and we were 15 minutes in. So yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm not as mad as I thought I would be. I'm. I don't. Well, I I knew that. Like the first episode, just like re- re- revving things up. Yeah, they never the do anything. Episode one. So I kind of knew what we were in for, but it was just kind of getting back into... It was like putting on a, an old pair of socks. There were eight reunions. We got our third R plus L equals J reveal. It was the classics. Uh, this was whatever. this was AD Kiss Club. touring in your town and coming there and playing Strutter. You so know it. You love it. <laughs> You're ready to rock tonight! I wish that's how the Night King sounded. Um... Ace Freely is the Night King, so... Ace Freely is the Night King. He hasn't talked yet. He's got five more chances. He's got... We didn't even see him in this one, so you know, like... But now, anytime the Night King comes up, we're gonna be like, oh, shit, here here we go. Is it? <laughs> He's um, doing funny Ron Burgundy vocal warm-ups this entire episode. Should we get into it? I think we should just get into it. Uh, first off, we do have to talk about the new intro sequence. Fuck Ghost, it's cool. Ghost, fuck him. Don't don't care about him. It was a cool intro, unironically. It is a cool intro. It looked really good. 
But it did show two, two very important things. Oh, the two locations? One, one is that only two locations exist in the world now. I, I read some fucking review. Maybe it was the AV Club that's like, uh, because we're zooming in on the crypts of Winterfell and mm. the Godswood, it means like these, like the external uh, places are important, but also we see internally as we see with the characters and their motivations. Like, fuck you, they have nothing else they to do. They have a two minute theme need. song. They have to and show they, things. And they need to show a bunch of shit that's. Oh, the floor nice. map is a reference to characterization. Also, the floor map. So, does the floor map, uh, as we zoom above King's Landing in the intro, we see the, the roof is conveniently removed from this room so we can see down into it and see the floor map. Uh, does this count as Cersei's floor map appearing for our predictions? You see, I, I don't I think know. It does. I think it does because it's prominently featured in the intro. Because it's prominently featured, I would say, yeah, but the thing is, that's not going to matter because we're going to see the floor map again. We're, we're going to see it again anyway. There's okay. also, I don't know if you noticed this, but like the, the, another genuinely sick thing in the intro is that like the first thing you see is the wall coming down and you see like blue cold seeping into the realm, mm-hmm. which is exactly what uh, he's going to do when he walks over the map later. It's foreshadowing. It's foreshadowing. We also see the big gun in King's Landing. I did. I missed the big gun. I was too busy posting about About the floor floor map. map. (laughs) Yeah. You see the floor map and then you go back into like the fucking, the dragon bone room where Illyrio Mopatis talked about his plans about one Aegon once, but that's Mm -hmm. not important. And then it zooms to Beleria on the Black Dread skull head and then we see a big gun. He loves it. And also we see Last Hearth. Uh, yeah, which, which is basically like, this it's like a pr- no i guess this comes after but it's another previously on where it's like hey we'll be here later yeah brand oh, the, ha- the first line in the episode minute. is i wonder what last last hearth looks like happy weed minute by the way happy weed minute do you know who gets top billing in this intro uh, did you notice is it is it Tyrion uh, dinklage? Ask, get, guess the top three Tyrion dinklage that's number one good job uh cersei that's number three good job who's number two uh john snow wrong daenerys wrong Jamie? Yeah. Weird. The three Lannisters get top <laughs> billing on George R. R. Martin's famous series, Game of Thrones. Ah, all our favorites, they're here. Our favorite main characters, the Lannisters, written by Dave Hill, our last one. Uh, who directed this one? Dave Hill. Next and week is our it? final Cogman joint. Oh shit, okay, I was, I was one. Oh wait, no, it Cogman. was, it was written by Dave Hill, but it was directed by fucking the, one of those Some guys. Guy. One of the, one of the guys that we don't make fun of. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, you know, I like blaming everything on Brian Cogman. Yeah, it's it's very easy and fun to do. You uh, know this episode's gonna be good when the first previously on is Ronald Tarly getting murked by a dragon. In case you didn't remember when he rainmakered his own son into uh-huh. the grave, uh, we see that. I mean, it was important for later. Uh, this one starts... There's a little boy... There's a little boy running around, and they say, oh, who's this boy? It doesn't matter. They're just doing a thing like they did season one, but again, but it doesn't mean anything this time. In the inside of the episode, they explain that the kid- I forgot you watched these. I watched this- how many- t- did you only watch the episode once? I gave it one, uh- One stri- Passover? One viewing. One viewing mm, can't relate. Uh-huh. Sometimes you gotta watch it twice, and then the inside of the episode. David Benioff and, and Dan Weiss said that the kid is a reference to when Arya was young in the past- and we yeah. see her smirk as she passes, and it's also a parallel of Bran, because he used to run around. Every- you can't just say that! Grey Worm eating Missandei's pussy is an homage a reference to, to the Jon cave. Snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where they went in this episode. 
Do you, if you want like accidental symbolism, I actually like help them out. Cause if, if he's supposed to be like a little Bran, when like the Unsullied are marching by and he wants a better look, he literally goes into a tree and like looks better cause he uses the tree. There you mm-hmm. go, David. We got it for you. Didn't mean to do that one, but uh, there's a lot you... of the things that they didn't mean to do that people are giving them credit for in this one. Uh, did you know that only Targaryens can ride dragons? Yeah, I did know about that. I'm gonna say we're gonna talk about that later. Okay, I'm just very excited. <laughs> so there's a million soldiers and they're piling into the famously well-rationed place of mm-hmm. Winterfell. And Khaleesi is wearing white next to Jon. She's the only one who... Have you heard the theory that she's just wearing ghosts? That's really funny. It's just wearing ghosts. But, but as like, uh, like, is he dead or is he just like molding he's sleeping. form? Okay, and he's gonna like jump out when it's time. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So Arya just, like, sits down and watches season one, and it's Jon and the Hound and Gendry, and they all walk in. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so, uh, it's, like, five minutes of everyone we know walking in, and then Arya, she sees, like, Jon Snow walking by, and she, like, has a smile. That's my but brother. Then, but, but first she has, like, a smug face for some reason. Well, yeah, she's epic. And then she sees Jon Snow walk by, and she, like, smiles, but Jon Snow doesn't see her, and then she doesn't have a smile anymore. Yeah. Um... And it's just a bunch of, like, guys that we know walking in, and some people like them, and some people don't. But and, you, you um, always then, got a reaction to them. That's one And thing. then we get the first dialogue of the- The first season. line in the final season of Game of Thrones! Uh, I remember- Do you have the specific line? Yeah! Okay, of course yeah, I do. I, I remembered the gist of it. I got ten pages I, of notes, bud! We got it! Alright, hit me with it. Tyrion is in a little cart with Varys, and he says, You should consider yourself lucky. At least your balls won't freeze off. It's really funny, the first line of season eight. Do you want to hear the the argument that they have that Tyrion wins because he's Tyrion? Sure. Here, okay, so it's, You should consider yourself lucky. At least your balls won't freeze off. And then Varys reasonably says, Tyrion, you hate dwarf jokes, but you love telling eunuch, eunuch jokes. Why is that? And then Tyrion says... Because I have balls and you don't, and that's it. Varys that's just it. stops it talking. He's owned. Wait, see when you when you introduce that segment to me, that's what I thought it was. But I I was like maybe I missed it something, and there's more to this scene than nope. like I originally thought. Nope, Gave it a second it. pass. Still that. There's also some weird shots of like Grey Worm and Missandei walking in, where like they're the only people of color, and white people are like staring at them angrily. Uh huh. As John's like. Hey, Khaleesi, Northerners don't much trust outsiders. And that's it. Well, we well, learned that okay. they don't trust outsiders. It's not, yeah, but it's luckily, not so much, it's not so much that they don't trust outsiders, it's that they don't trust, like, people who have burned their, like, most famous well, and beloved. To, to calm down the nice folk of Wintertown, we get two murder machines from mystical history flying over them and screaming, and Danny which smiles they, serenely. Which they love. They're, like, cowering, and Arya likes it because she's epic, and Danny's smiling, and she's like, oh, I bet they're gonna like me now. Yeah, the first time Daenerys smiles for four seasons is when she's fucking terrorizing the people of the North with her nuclear weapons. She likes it. It's good. I will we say, love it. <laughs> we do love it. Winterfell, unironically, looks really good in season eight. It's nice to see budget. It, it does, in- because they they only had to focus the budget on three locations, so they could really, like... Just yeah. funnel it all into winter. It actually looks like a castle with like a surrounding winter town. Uh-huh. It's good. Um rather than just like a patio. So then they literally do the same thing from season one, like when Robert Baraniman comes 
Yeah, and John they... walks up to Bran and says, "Next time I talk to you, you'll be a man grown, and I'll tell you about your mother." Yeah, and then and then he do- does. Bran Bran says something weird when he sees him, right? Yeah. So Bran so John walks up to Bran and gives his head a smooch, and it's nice. And Bran like almost emotes for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I counted like he almost like smirks a little bit, mm-hmm. and then Br- John goes, "You're almost a man," and then Bran says, "Almost," and then he goes back to being a robot. And then no one, <laughs> John's not like, wait, what? Like, they just like, leave. Yeah, he says, I bet it's hard to explain, and he walks yeah, off. it's probably hard to explain. Goodbye. I'm actually a bird. Anyway, see you later. Uh, so then Demerit comes, and she <laughs> says to... They're all standing in the same order they were in season one, except Rickon's not there, and no one says anything about it. Uh-huh. And then she's like, Lady Sansa, you're as beautiful as the North, which is where you live. And then Sansa says, the north is yours, my queen. And, and they're Brian already says, making I've had enough eyes. of this shit. <laughs> it's pretty good. He goes, it's your house now. You can live here. And then Bran says, there's no time. The Night King has your dragon now, and it's evil, and it's blue, and the wall fell, and the dead have breached it, and they're already at last hearth. And we never what get is- any reaction from Danny ever about her dragon being blue or the wall uh-huh. falling. Uh-huh. And uh- also, if it's just... Bran is really a game-breaking character. I know we've talked about this before, but, like, if he's a robot all the time, why is he worried about this? Why aren't they constantly asking him where the Night King is for intel? Well, it's it's difficult to explain. Um, shout out to a friend of the show, Noel, in the chat, who said during the scene, Bran looks like a kid who'd be interviewed in American Vandal. Yeah! <laughs> because he does! And that's all you need to know, because he's a meme now. Um... Yeah, he kind of has the power to, like, do and know anything. Like, because no, we learn later that he knows the future. Yeah. So. He, he knows just... everything that's ever happened. And apparently that ever will. Yeah. But he won't use that to say what will happen with the Nightman and the dragon. He the actors like, can't. Ex- he's Doc, He's Benedict Cumberman, and he loves it. And none of the cast can explain it. None of the characters in universe even later, Sam's like, Brand, I don't know, he fucking, he has powers now. I don't know. It's a really good shit, dude. It's really good. And Bronzeon Royce is there, and he has, he's surrounded by other kids. Just who strange children. Who yeah. are not Sweet Robin. So, uh, then we go to this one room where everyone lives. The one room the, in Winterfell, yeah. Uh, and, okay, I'm not mistaken by saying that this kid is Ned Umber, right? Yeah, there's Sansa says, a live child known as Ned Umber. Tell me about where your forces are. And yeah, it's okay. Ned Umber. Okay, and does T say we need to go home and get them? He says that they need more horses and wagons. Yeah. And then and we argue about feeding dragons. Yeah, I the whole time I, I didn't really pay attention to what Ned Umber was saying the first time, because he's exactly what Podrick should look like. Yes. <laughs> Just like a normal, precocious little boy. Uh-huh. And not like a fuck beast, but it's fine. Um, and then we kind of get the trend of Sansa, like, saying something that makes perfect logical sense. Yeah! But she says, But she says it in a way that, like, an asshole would, so you don't like her. Yeah. Uh, because Remember- I... Someone saying there's no. Did you? Were you gonna? I just remember when. So this starts with. So first of all, they say, "Okay, Ned Umber, you're an alive eight year old little boy, and the Night King's marching on your castle. Why don't you go there by yourself?" And then he says, "Okay," and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then John announces to the room full of Northern lords that they should contact the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. So you know, 
maybe something that should maybe make the synapses in their brain fire about the Night's Watch, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, th- th- maybe someone should contact the commander of the Night's Watch. Yeah, he's... And just kind of get in touch with them. And He's Aegon, nobody care him, and then they uh-huh. decide that... Oh, yeah, we learn from John because he also has brand powers, because he knows that this would be the most epic place to have a battle, rather than, like, Moat Kaelin. Uh-huh. He's like, this is where we make our stand. It would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be so sick. We'll have another battle of Winterfell, but it won't be Bastards this time. It'll mm-hmm. be the, the Targaryen versus the Nightman. It'll be the Nightman. Lyanna Mormont's actually good in this scene, unironically. Because she's, she read the books. She read, what, what's her argument that's like, is she mad at John or is she mad at Sansa? She's mad at John because she's like, should I even call you your grace anymore? What are you? And John says it's not important, and then that's it. And that's it, it's resolved. Um. And then, yeah, then we get, we get fucking mean eyes to Sansa and Danny 11 minutes in. They hate each other twice in a row. John doesn't mention that he's slurping or Gert or anything. So that's like uh-huh. a whole plot point that nobody knows that they're fucking. Uh, Sansa does mention that like, so then it's, Sansa's mad because it's like, she's like, oh, we, I said we had enough food to get through winter, but I didn't say we ne- had enough food for a fucking army of Dothraki and, which is true and dragons. But then she has to be mean, so she says, what do dragons eat anyway? And then Danny and makes lip gloss face at her and Danny says, whatever lip- you want. She's whatever they want. So I'm guessing, I just was like, wow, they're being catty because that's what women do. Yeah. But then I thought about it for a second, and is she threatening that her dragons are going to eat Sansa? <laughs> uh, it's not even the last time she threatens to murder Sansa in this episode. Okay, sick. Hey, um, so I don't want to move on from this scene yet, because I know I said that this episode didn't make me mad. But hey, then Tyrion gets up, and uh, Tyrion Lannister is in the room of the Northern Lords. And why is anybody in that room listening to Tyrion right now? They all think that he tried to murder Bran. Like, why would anybody trust Tyrion right now? But they... Why doesn't John or Sansa or anybody ever talk about how they're going to present information to the Northern Lords? It fucking kills me. <laughs> Not only is it just Tyrion talking... Like to a room full of Northern Lords, it's Tyrion talking to a room of Northern Lords about, about how the why Lannisters are good. About why the Lannisters are good. Yeah, they'll be here soon to help. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got guys coming. Remember how Salsa just said we don't have food? Well, there's going to be more guys. Who yeah, because Cersei's hungry. She's pregnant. <laughs> uh, Cersei has my, two babies in her from different guys. We love my, it. My my Northern Lords, uh, Lady Cersei has become Gregante. Uh, the <laughs> army is currently in movement. And winter is coming, as Ned Stark, who you love, would say. What is she going to eat? And then Euron says, whatever they want. Whatever, yeah. And then uh, we go outside, and we see there's wagonfuls of dragon glass coming in, and a bunch of people who were not there to harvest it, who are there now, and Gendry's there. Mm-hmm. And then Tyrion the- sees that Sansa's talking to Jan Royce, and he goes to interrupt. Okay, I, so I was... <laughs> when I was talking, I, I saw Sansa and then Tyrion there. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, great, I bet this is the scene when Sansa apologizes. Yeah, dude! For being a rude child bride. And literally the first thing Sansa says to Tyrion is, I apologize. <laughs> it's so good! <laughs> Thank you for listening, Brian. Thank you for- Hey, I'm in this one! Yeah, <laughs> you're in this one! Brian listens. Thank you, Cogman, for your- pa- pa- He's like Patreon donor, like- it was a clap in cheeks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah, Lord Clappin. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so the Sansa and Tyrion start talking to each other about how they haven't talked since Joffrey's wedding. And then Sansa, the famous character of Sansa, says, I like the part of the wedding where we saw Joffrey's throat close up and he strangled himself to death. 
and yeah. smiles at the memory of the child being strangled. Yeah, Tyrion says something like, oh, it was an awful affair. And it had its Sans- moments. And Sansa says, yeah, like, it had its moments. And then there's, like, a wry smile. Yeah. Because she, she loves when... If there's one thing that she loves, it's when people die and not even, like, when in the books when she's sad about it. She wishes she could be the Valonqar, which is not going to happen otherwise in the series, and choke Joffrey to death. Oh, but it's going to happen because they didn't tell us about it. So how else would it be? That is epic to think about. Yeah. So yeah, she says, I'm sorry for being rude to you and making making you almost die via trial by combat. And Mm -hmm. fucking, then Tyrion's like, hey Sansa, I know you don't trust Cersei, but she's good now. And then Sansa says, damn, you actually believed her? I used to think you were really clever, citation needed. But, she read the script. But Sansa so, is right in this, right? Because we know that Cersei is doing treachery. It's dramatic Yeah, but irony. she only knows that because she read the script. Like, there's no reason for her to believe that. She could have just talked to... They could have just had a ten-second scene where she goes to Bran and says, Hey, Bran, could you show us whether Cersei's conniving or not? Or, like, where the Night King is? Or, like, anything? Or, like, a safe way for Ned Umber to go? Like, anything? But, no, he just kind of looks at Tyrion meaningfully from alone in the fucking courtyard, and that's it. Like, the show is just fucking, like, useless any second they're not using Bran. Like, they can do anything. And they're not. Like, the hard tree thing is very interesting. And Uh because it also has limits. Uh Like, it's really interesting when you're reading the book and you see when, like, you see where, like, Weirwood is. And it's like, oh, fuck, the moon door's Weirwood. Fuck. That means Uh that he could see, like, what Lysa did and all that shit. But. But no, he can, can just, just kind of walk around and sort of forever. and just like fuck up Hodor real bad and like it's fine. Who? He's gonna go back and he's gonna they're gonna we're gonna go back to the Tower of Joy again for some reason, but then we're gonna go back to the night to the fucking Mad King and he's gonna be like I'm blue now and you should burn them all, and then he's gonna say it. It's really gonna happen. Anyways, we gotta go to the Heart Tree next. We go to the the Heart Tree where uh, John is standing there like Ned Stark did one time. He's looking at the faces, which now mean absolutely nothing canonically. Uh huh. But then Arya Stark is there, and they they give a hug. Yeah, and then Arya says... (laughs) Arya says, Uh I thought you took a dagger to the chest. Like, no one can survive that. And then Jon Snow says, I didn't... And then they hug! And that's it! What the fuck? Remember when fucking Melisandre used Crazy Diamondo to fix Jon's heart, (laughs) and that was it? Gold experience it! <laughs> yeah, he he dropped... Ollie stabbed him and he dropped his ladybug brooch and that yep. turned into a heart. That's that's what uh, we we think that... <laughs> we think that Davos was protecting his body, but he was just protecting the ladybug brooch that he saw hit. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you know who gave you your heart? Oh, God. Um. Anyway, he says, like, hey, have you had to use needle? And she's like, a couple of times, it's a sword of revenge. I killed everybody in House Frey. Yeah, I killed... Yeah. Well, hey, she didn't use needle to do that. She used, she used it to mix the poison. She used she stirred it around. It's a ladle. <laughs> ladle is a symbol of revenge. It's like this is supposed to be nice, but I feel nothing. I feel not nothing in that like it was nice. It's just that Arya's not wasn't this character for the last four seasons. Oh. And then we also get Jon Snow telling us that Fucking Dick measuring contest, John. He's like, he says something like, oh, Sansa always thinks she's so smart. Here's how it happens. Let me walk you through (laughs) it. Okay. So John says, uh, gold experience fixed my heart, and then they hug, and then Uh she says she still has needle, and then John says, anyways, that's fine. Check this shit out, and pulls out big long claw. 
And she says, like, oh, Valyrian steel is too heavy for me. Too heavy for me, I'm a lady. And then Jon says, and I quote, where were you before? I could have used your help with Sansa. We both hate her. Yeah, we don't like Sansa. He says Sansa always thinks she's so smart. And what do you think says, John just John's like, yeah, Sansa thinks she's smarter than everyone. She just told everybody out loud through a megaphone that she's a big dipshit slow learner who doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And then Arya says she's the smartest woman I know. Which <laughs> What? The thing is, if this scene, like what I was just saying with Bran, like, I think that John and Arya are both gonna die this season, so like, if and, like, they're in front of the heart tree. So it would be, like, kind of nice if Bran had this nice reunion memory that he could always, like, access through the heart tree. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't, because he can just see anything. He can just go back and also be like, actually, I'm going to make it so Arya doesn't die. But he won't do that until it's, like, he has to, unless he has to do that. Yeah, he won't do that. And then, yeah, fucking... Whatever. Remember last season when Arya pretended to work out a plan in private private so that they could hate each other in fake private because Littlefinger's always watching, except for one time when they know he's not watching when they hatch the plan? Yeah, dude, I loved it. I love it. You want to go to King's Landing? No. Too bad. <laughs> here we go. Kyburn's here, baby. We love it. Can I say, uh, can I, I, when I saw Kyburn, I was like happy. I like him. He's I on like my fantasy team. I like him. I like to see Kyburn. <laughs> he's good. How'd you do on your fantasy team, by the way? Um, I think I got, uh, some Jon Snow points for riding a dragon. Hmm. Um, I don't know, I think I got, like, 50 points or something. Did you grab, uh, Fergus? I did not pick up Fergus. You didn't pick up Fergus, damn. You got Fergus? Didn't, I got Martha, didn't get Fergus. Okay. I really think Fergus is gonna be Helen Reed. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, well, I, I would be surprised because it's a shocking twist. It would be epic. For those of you who don't, follow what we're talking about there's a fantasy draft and there's characters who are new this season and one of them is named fergus and none of us can wait to see he's our favorite he's our favorite character i love fergus dude <laughs> fergus is azora high as far as we're concerned yeah he's good uh anyone who has Beric dondarian he's fucking, fucking cleaning broken. up he's broken dude if he gets magic points every time he uses his sword that's bullshit it's good melisandre should get points every time she shows up but Ruby. he's not gonna he'll he'll be dead soon so mm-hmm. Yeah, do you remember when George R. R. Martin was telling David and Dan his finale plans for the series, and he said, and then Beric Dondarrion's still gonna be there. Yes, he's alive, and he fights. He's gonna be a big part of A Dream of Spring, he says. <laughs> um, we're in King's Lando. We get our first woman looking off a balcony moment with Cersei. Cersei, and she's watching all the, the golden companies come in. Um, and we see Harry Strickman. Yeah, Harry Strickman's there. Kyburn is just like, hey, Cersei, the dead have breached the wall, and she goes, good. And then she we says, good. And yeah. then the Harry Strickland, the most normal-looking man of all time, next to Euron, the second most normal-looking man of all time, are there. He looks like Big Will Osprey. He does look like Big Willie Osprey, doesn't he? He loves to post. Yeah. Um. Anyway... They're just coming in on a big boat, and, and then, then we go to Yara. Okay, who's what alive. do you what do you know about the Golden Company? Elephants is that well, their big thing is that they have elephants, right? They don't break a contract. They love elephants. They're yellow. So they come in, and then Cersei says, "Where are my elephants?" And then Harry Strickman says, "Sorry, mate, we don't have them." You don't want to talk about first the funny scene where Euron talks about balls. 
Does Yaren talk about balls? Yeah, as soon as we see Harry Strickman again, he goes down to Yara, who's captive for a couple of minutes. Ah, Jesus, I forgot. And she's like, why don't you just kill me already, gov? And then he epic drinks some wine and he says, hey, we're the last Greyjoys. Why would I do that? I mean, the last Greyjoys with balls. (laughs) And then he says that he has a crew full of mutes. Which is a thing from the book, but that's, um, his crew, isn't his crew the people who joined him at the King's Moot because they had to rebuild completely? Nice try, Brian. That's not it the silence. They also grow those at the Iron Islands. Yeah, they built it out of sand. They like it. Uh-huh. And then Euron says, you're right, Yara, I might lose, but I'm going to fuck the queen first. And then we go to the Red the red Keep, which looks very evil and fiery. And then Cer- Cersei's there and... I actually uh, like one of the jokes that's on this episode. Unironically, I actually kind of like it. It's is, pretty good. Does it happen now? Because I yeah, like yeah, one yeah. later. I, okay. That 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 joke didn't land for me. No, no. I I understand if it landed for other people, but I didn't like it. I like. Okay. This one's pretty good. So mm-hmm. it's where um, Cersei's like, "How many men do you have?" And Captain Harry Strickland says, "About twenty twenty thousand so, or so." You know, a couple of them died in transit. Mm-hmm. And then, and at first I was like, oh, that's cool, like, realism points. Like, voyages were very dangerous. And then Euron just says, well, they cheated at dice. Which is like, oh, it's, you know, he... he it wasn't them. because of the realism of travel. He killed them because he's Epic Joker. Because he's Epic Joker. Do I look like a man with a plan? I, actually, I thought that was pretty funny. Anyways, no elephants. Fuck you if you read the books. Cersei's very mad, as we all are. Is Cersei good? Like, is she, like, a are morally good character? Are we supposed to like Cersei? If you ask, I feel like if you ask anybody who just watch, watches the show, we've talked about this a lot, where like, mm-hmm. Cersei hasn't, has done exactly one or two bad things in the history of the show. Uh huh. And then, but like, she's still, she's big mean woman, so people don't like her still. Cause later I just felt bad for her. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you mean uh, like when Euron starts negging her right now? Later, when, apparently they did sex. Yeah, so you're so after Harry Strickland says sorry, no elephants, gov, and then leaves, and then Euron says, "Am I welcome here?" And Cersei's like, "You're a true friend. You're in the friend zone. You're on yeah, epic." Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she wants he wants to talk to her in private, and she says, "Oh, I, we're not going to fuck until after the war." And then he says, I, "But I'm horny." And she says, "If you want a whore, then buy her. If you want a queen, earn her." Anyways, uh-huh. let's fuck. Yeah. And they just do, I guess. Yeah, they just walk off and enter her fucknasium, and then we cut to we cut to Bronn, who's also fucking. So Bronn is doing sex with three women. Bronn's doing, which is also I didn't realize this because I'm not epic, but this is also a reference to when Tyrion was having a foursome in the pilot. Ah, remember when he was blonde and he was getting a blowjob? Yeah, and he was making a funny face. What if it was three ladies who were riding Bronn while his clothes were still on, and they were talking about a guy named Eddie? That would be really funny. Actually. <laughs> really good. A guy named Eddie who like got his skin burned off or whatever. Yeah. What if a sex worker uh, started riding you with your shorts on? Started riding you through your shorts. <laughs> she ride me through my shorts. <laughs> she ride me through my shorts. And then started talking about how there's a little boy named Eddie who doesn't have eyelids anymore. That'd be, uh, wait, wait. If if a Brooks appears this season, then you yeah. know. And you know, I, I also didn't know this, but you know that that was very likely a reference to Ed Sheeran, right? Ed Sheeran, yeah. Well, if no one liked him, so he died. He was so. he went to the fucking loot crate battle for some reason. <laughs> he was there. We just didn't see him. It was off camera. Yeah. So she likes it. He he keeps dry humping with his shorts on, and then Kyburn interrupts and says, "The queen needs you." 
Uh, here's the one crossbow we have that everyone in this family uses, and it would be very good if you could kill Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Kyburn makes said. a funny STG joke and then says, hey, can you kill your only two friends? Goodbye. We'd like it, and it's, but you have to use this crossbow. Like Which that, is, those are the at least cool they, like, hang the lampshade on it, and it's like, Cersei loves poetic justice. Uh-huh. So, there's that. I gotta, you know what? I don't like Braun. We don't like Braun really here at Pigot Industries. I like his, his, uh, emoji. I like his emoji. I think, I gotta admit, I think this is unironically the most interesting thing they've done with him so far. Oh, for sure. Because it, it would be, I'm actually like, oh, is he gonna dip with the money or will he actually turn out to just be a sellsword? Like, and like, he's not gonna turn evil, but like, he could. He won't, but he like, could. he could. We we generally don't know, and it's like the most exciting thing. Yeah, that's it's just that we don't character. we don't need a Bronze storyline with five episodes left. But yeah, at least this the is army like, of the dead's coming, and we're like, what's a Bron up to? Yeah, what if we had some pod racing? Uh, before we get to pod racing, I do believe we need to check in with the Patreon. Yeah, let's do it, or the Iron Bank, or whatever. Yeah, and then we'll it. get back to the aftermath of Cersei and Euron fucking. Uh, Patreon.com slash Post Game of Thrones. Uh, you can donate the money to us there. Uh, at $1 a month, you get all the, the bonus content we release, such as Carry Me Home, where me and producer Kim talk about every Jim Carrey movie, and Words and Deeds, which I do with Brooks about <laughs> Metal Gear. Mm, the lore. At $5 a month, you'll get a special shout-out in episodes, and uh, it, you can send in a message for us to read. This week's special user is Patreon user Mogu. Thank you, Mogu. Thank you. And we do have a uh, message from friend of the show, Sam. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll get into it. Uh, it starts. Hello, gamers. Sam here with a theory that I think you'll enjoy. And please don't try to find any holes in it. If this gets too close to work of the week, just let me know and we'll cut okay. it. Okay. And then, um, here we go. If you've ever seen any old maps, you know that maps <laughs> suck shit until the 19th century when we invented cartography. So it's safe to assume the maps we've seen of Planetos also suck shit. Yeah. What if Westeros really is just Europe, separated from Essos, Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, by the narrow Mediterranean Sea? Ah. What, we th- what we think of as the North is actually Eastern Europe, Russia, Scandinavia, and the South is Western Europe, Portugal, Spain, France, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. You with me so far? Yeah, this is, this is close to conical Westeros theory, I think. If Westeros is Europe, which it is... Uh-huh. That means that it takes place in the same world as Jojo, uh-huh. <laughs> but centuries in the past. This is confirmed by Popo transforming into a bed, uh-huh. a- an ability unrelated to his stand, using the same art of sheep-shifting once used long ago by Sansa Stark. Very good. But Jojo takes place way in the future after A Song of Ice and Fire, so there's no direct overlap. Unless... Maybe there were, say, an ancient race of tall, beautiful, and powerful men who avoid direct sunlight. Uh-huh. That's right. The Pillar Men are the others slash White Walkers. Cars is King Butthole Mouth, and Game of Thrones is going to end with the White Walkers being trapped in stone when they are sealed into the cave where Jon found the funny drawings on <laughs> Dragonstone until 1938 when some blood gets on them because that's how you wake the stone dragon warg of the week. That's pretty good. You remember how they drew cave drawings, but they also have super intelligent spirals? Unga Bunga Dragon Glass. Unga Bunga Dragon Glass. Thank you, Sam. I love when people remind me of Wargs of the Week that I did. <laughs> like when Sansa was a bed because of sheep shifting. Uh, so there's that. Thank, Thank you, you Sam. Sam. Yeah, listen I mean, to Jurgen at everybody. It seems confirmed to me. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. 
And at $10 a month, you'll get... <laughs> all, you can do all those things, plus you'll get you just special user status in Discord, and it will create a character for you when we do our Fire Pro Wrestling streams. Uh, Brand's gonna go back and become Josuke and push Josuke through the snowstorm. That's, that's why it happened. Brand did it! It was snowing! Brand did it. Confirmed. Thanks. Patreon.com slash Thrones. Uh, back into this episode. So Cersei just fucked Euron, and she's complaining about elephants, and, like, like Euron's, like, putting his dick back into his shorts, and that's how you know. Mm-hmm. We learn that Robert Baratheon is fucking medieval DJ Khaled. What? <laughs> because he learns how, he's like, how did I compare to your old fat king? Are you offended, my queen? Are you mad? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then Cersei admits that Robert didn't know his way around a woman's body, even though he fucked all the time. Yeah. So Robert didn't, he didn't, he didn't do mouth stuff. I thought you were going to make a joke about Robert installing more servers or something. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, we're already in debt, nine million dragons. No, I need more servers. (laughs) I need more iTunes servers. (laughs) Um, anyway, Euron says he's going to put a baby in her belly, which is good. So is Cersei not really pregnant now? Dude, I don't know. Is she double? double? She's double pregnant at this point. Or is she pretending just to make her make Tyrion trust her, and also lying to Euron? And maybe well, she's... as far as we know, this se- entire season is going to last three days. So yeah, I don't maybe Miriam has Dorcaster. Her. Maybe the witch who killed my husband did it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, this season's going to last three days. Um, while Euron was busy making fucky, um, his boat was in the sea. Yara picked up her fucking Blackberry and said, Hey, Theon, I'm ready to get picked up from hostage camp. And Um, so he does. Theon and some Ironborn just kind of walk onto the boat, kill like two dudes, and then Yara's there. And he just saves her and that's it. We're not joking. He just saves her and that's it. He says, I need to go be part of the main plot and you need to go back to the Iron Islands. And she punches him and she says, okay. (laughs) It was, that was an homage to when Jon said, just be both. And then said, bye. Last Mm -hmm. season. So he just does it. The thing is, like, it would be, like, it it makes sense for, like, a dipshit Ironborn to be like, thank you for saving me, but also I'm mad at you, so here's a headbutt. But the audience is just supposed to like it, because they hate Theon. Yeah, because he's an asshole. If Arya did that to Sansa, everybody would like it. Everyone would clap. Yeah, everyone would be like, it's what she deserves. And that's literally it. Like, this scene lasts two minutes. Well, we also learned that uh, we're now back in the version of Game of Thrones where the dead can't swim again, so that's why Yara's going to go take the Iron Islands. Oh, okay. Although a ship sailed by whites and blue guys would be very funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you see the fucking old man that was, like, piloting the ship after, like, they took it back? I unfortunately missed it. It's a guy with a ridiculous, like, full white beard. Oh, he's he's good. Like, there's never been an Ironborn that looks that clean. Mm-hmm. I also think Theon's gonna probably die now, because now he's not in the Iron Island storyline, he's just kinda going to fight for the Starks. Kinda yeah, feels like, like he's gonna sacrifice he's, himself he's, for Bran or something. He's gonna something. sacrifice himself to save the Starks, cause he's both. Yeah, he's both. He's gonna say, I'm both, and then he's gonna die. <laughs> um, Anyways, Alice Karstark is here at Winterfell. Is this when we fly dragons? This is where Tyrion is talking with the other old men of Davos and Varys. And um, Tyrion starts, he revs up his, his quip machine, and he says, ah, the Karstark sigil is good for some reason. And then Tyrion says, yeah, it's just it's fucking Sunspear, it's bad. Sunspear's good, but like the Karstark version of it is bad. Mm-hmm. And then Tyr- Tyrion says, it's a better sigil than an onion. You killed his son! And then Davos is like, oh, you got me there. 
Yeah, and then they'd say, hey, everybody, the Northerners only trust John. you got to earn their loyalty. And then Davos says, a proposal is what I'm proposing. He literally says that, best friend. literally says that. So he thinks that Danny and John should get married, and I forget that they haven't already. And I hope and they then, have a and, I hope they have a funny <laughs> ribbon ceremony like Robin and, Salisa. And then we see them across the courtyard, and Davos is like, "Look at how in love they are!" And we they're see standing them saying, like Sims. They're standing like Sims, saying "Rhubarb, rhubarb, Akuna and Ephrana," <laughs> and we see like pluses and minuses going over. Yeah, me Rabby, Jimmy Rabby, don't forget it. Also, just to be annoying for a second, he he's like, "Wouldn't it be good if the realm was ruled by a just woman and an honorable man?" Remember when Danny did Mad King to House Tarly, and then Jon Snow broke every oath he's ever heard, and he killed a boy. He, like, that's what that's funny, what Amon was saying. Not in the funny Maester Aemon way, but like literally, like he yeah, misinterpreted. He kind of <laughs> he kind of said he wasn't the Lord Commander, but he still used his power to kill a little boy. He did that very much do that. But when the Night King does it, it's bad. Interesting. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then Varys says, hey, we're all three old, and they're not going to listen to us. And then Tyrion says, I'm not as old as Davos, you killed his son. And mm-hmm. then Varys says, there's an unpleasant truth in the world, nothing lasts, which means that one of them is dying, because the camera lingered on them when they said that. Well, like, probably John or Danny is dying. Oh, oh, them, okay. Uh, and then we go on the fun dragon. This we, is, we yeah, the Danny, dragon we go to... Tales, dragon Tales, Dragon Tales. come along. Uh, yeah, so Danny says, hey, John, Sansa doesn't like me. And then she goes, she doesn't need to be my friend, but I am her queen. Mm-hmm. And if she can't respect me, and then that she uh-huh. gets interrupted. But basically what she's saying is, hey, John, I'm your new normal girlfriend, and you need to tell your sister to stop being mad that my well, mythical death monsters are terrorizing the small folk and eating all the supplies or I'll fucking kill her. Anyways, mm-hmm. we learned that the d- dragons are sick. They've only mm-hmm. killed 18 goats and 11 sheep today. They're barely eating. Mm-hmm. They're just chewing on Ned Stark's bones. Yep. And then Danny says they don't like the North, and then Rhaegal says, "Oi, gov, you me son." And Danny gets on Drogon's back and gets flirty and says, "Go, go on it, the dragon." Like this is supposed to be like a fucking monumental occasion. Did White Walkers breach the fucking wall last season? Why are we having this was- fucking teen comedy ass romp? I, not only that, but I mean, like someone no, yeah, else a riding deal. a dragon, and she's just like. Well, we did. We do learn from David Benioff this episode that only Targaryens have ever ridden dragons. They only can ride dragons. Um, so that does mean that. So the the Night King is a Targaryen. Night King is a Targaryen, and 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 so is Tormund and Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, stay tuned (laughs) to the end of the episode for more on that. Okay. Um, They just, they literally fly around. The dragons look like horseshit. They look like they shit. Look so bad. I counted, it's literally two minutes of flying around. Like, when you, when it's just up, like, a image of the dragon, it looks fine. Yeah, it looks but like the Spider-Man thing where Mary Jane's hair is blowing in the opposite direction. Yeah, but whenever they're moving, it looks absolutely terrible. And also, Danny's, like, looking back all flirty, and, like, they're trying to make it, like, a fun flirty thing. And also, John could really die here. Yeah! <laughs> but you know it doesn't. You know he won't, because it's Game of Thrones, the show where anybody can die, so there's no terror in it at all, even uh-huh. when he's hanging off the side of a um, fucking dragon. And anyway, eventually they land by a waterfall. Well, there is a part where Rhaegal does a cool nosedive, but, um, I mean, you know that part where, like, he starts fucking going, like, 90 degrees down? Uh-huh. But luckily, Jon knows how to go down on a dragon, so he's fine. Okay, he's good, yeah. Thank you. Uh, they get to a waterfall, and we think it's gonna be the cave where he took Egret, but... I was losing my mind! <laughs> He's hey, I, I know one place we can go where I can do my trick. <laughs> the thing is, fucking Khaleesi starts doing Egret dialogue. 
Does she? There's a waterfall, and she's like, just a- apropos of nothing. There's no way they weren't referencing Egret here. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful waterfall, and they're like fucking... Also, I don't know where the fuck they are. Yeah, it's not... They don't go over the wall. I feel like they would have made that a big deal. Mm-hmm. But they go, like, north where it's colder, which is funny because Khaleesi was like, my dragons are sick. They don't like the north. Let's make them fly northern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, she, so then at the waterfall, she's like, we could stay here a thousand years. No one would ever find us. We could stay here forever, Jon Snow. Which yep. is exact. like, I never want to leave this cave, Jon Snow. We could stay here mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And then he, Jon says, it's cold up here for a southern girl. And then Khaleesi says, so keep your queen warm. Uh, and then they kiss on the mouth, and the, the, the dragons do not like it. The dragons are people now, and they look angry at them like a funny Facebook dad. This, this happens on TV show games. It happens on... I'm not kidding. John kisses Khaleesi, and then he opens his eyes mid-kiss and looks over, and Drogon is, like, making angry dad face at her. Which I'm sure we've had a warg of the week about how Ned's in Drogon, so that would make sense. Yeah, he he doesn't like... He's, try, he's actually trying to stop him from kissing his aunt. Yes. Did you know, according to D.B. Wise, that this scene is to re-anchor their relationship? Oh, we forgot about it. And also, this is, oh yeah, this location is where John used to hunt as a kid. Oh, of course. At this waterfall. At this family. Do you think, do you think Ghost saw John riding his dragon dad in the sky, wherever the fuck Ghost is? Ghost is sleeping. He's in the hyperbolic time chamber. When he comes out, he's gonna be fucking shredded. (laughs) He's doing keto. He looks good. (laughs) <laughs> um what happens so then Arya's gendry's there. smelting some fucking dragon glass making white walker arrows and he makes the hound a big axe and the hound says cocksuckers he says cocksuckers make we- weapons for the wildlings and then Arya interrupts and the hound says i heard you were here which is cool because they're in Arya's house mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> remember when i said that last week when i showed up at your house yeah I, that you knew i was there yeah mr Colazzo, i knew you'd come yeah. Um, so then Sandor says that anyone can be killed. That's what I said to you. Yeah, that's, that is what you said. That's not you. <laughs> and then Sandor says, Arya, you're a cold little bitch and that kept you alive. That's the actual quote. And then he leaves and then there's some Arya Gendry flirting, which no thanks. No thanks. And she hands him a, a drawing and she says, can you make this for me? <laughs> just a, it's just, I call it's it Mickey's dick smasher. Can you I make call, this? I call it Mickey's dick smasher. And it's just a picture of the cool S. It's, it's a picture like, of the fucking Terrell sigil. Yeah, and Gendry's like, I don't know what this means, but okay. Did you see lady. when Arya does the white person smile? Yeah. <laughs> Gendry says, he's like, she's like my queen or whatever, and she says, don't call me that. And he goes, as you wish, my lady. And then she does the white person trying to cross a crosswalk smile. Yep, and she just like, oh, 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 and she starts scooting. <laughs> it genuinely looks like it's like the weapon that she's making is like a fucking totally spies lipstick container. It, yeah, with a sharp edge. Yeah, and then she walks off all flirty, and it's like, who is this person? Who is Arya? Uh, um, She's like a flirty little girl now. Well, uh, man, and um, no, when you're no one, you can be anyone. That's know? true. You can, yeah, you can. It's uh, being no one is really about being yourself. Oh God. Uh, so then Sansa's reading a scroll. The, sh- the show just just keeps on going. Dude, this was episode. This episode isn't even a long one. It's the shortest one. We're gonna be here forever, dude. We're never getting an episode that's much shorter than an hour ever again. Alright, what happens next? Sansa's reading a scroll to show to the audience, and then John walks in, and we learn that Robert Glover is staying in Deepwood Mott with his men. Sorry, sorry anybody that drafted him. And then, um, we learn that this is like, oh, people in the North, like, don't like that John bent the knee. 
genuinely points to them for actually following what the Northern Lords would do. Mm-hmm. And then, but fucking, conveniently at this point, because they needed a guy to not be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sansa says, uh, fucking, or yeah, John says, uh, Khaleesi will be a good queen. She's not her father. And how does he know that? Mm-hmm. But she, he read the script. And then Sansa's like, Bran told him. Maybe Bran surprised, has a lot of conversations with people off screen. And Sansa mm-hmm. says, she's pretty. Did you bend the knee to save the North or because you love her? So now we know that nobody in the North knows that they're pounding it, which is good. Mm-hmm. And then there's another scene where Danny and Jorah walk around and they come across Sam. Oh, here we go. And and so we learn that Khaleesi learned from Jorah that, like, you know, Sam saved him by telling him to take it off, but never really asked what Sam's name was. Like, did he just say, like, Sam saved me, Khaleesi? As a normal kid whose name was Samwell. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's it. We also learn that he's like, "Uh, I could use a pardon, Khaleesi. I need a pardon because I stole some books from the Citadel and also I borrowed Heartsbane. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says that he it would have been his anyways, so it's not a big deal. But... It extremely wouldn't have. Yeah, friend of the show, Sarah, did point out to me that no, he wouldn't because he's in the Night's Watch and you disinherit everything. Exactly. That was kind of the whole point of him going there. Yeah, and then he says, I'm from the Tarly family. And then Khaleesi gets handed the Orb of Confusion. It's back. And she says, oh, not Randall Tarly, though, right? No, the other ones. No, Ronald Tarly. <laughs> Ronald Tarly, Yeah. He's a wrestler. He's a, he's a wrestler. He, he's an Okada um, mark. Uh, yeah, so this is fun. They let Sam act. Yeah, they, which is good. Yeah, so t- this like, is where Sam finds out that his his boy family parts of it died. And he starts acting, and he says it's good, and at least he can go home now, because Dickon's the lord now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they make face at Daenerys each other. Pulls her, pulls her collar, and Jorah, like... Yeah, it goes, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Also, in the inside of the episode, worth pointing out that... David Benioff does call Dick on Sam's older brother. Kind of the reason Sam was sent to the Night's Watch was so, he inherit, big was so he wouldn't inherit thing. it because he was the older brother. But okay. Yeah, well, you Dickon's, know. Dickon's bigger, so. It's hard. <laughs> it's it's hard to explain. The bigger you are, the brother you are. Uh-huh. So Thank you. That's, that's how it goes. So then Sam gets angry and he emotes and it's actually good acting. And then he... Could you imagine, like, Kit Harrington having to do this kind of acting? It like, would be impossible. I was kind of torn about it because, like, on one hand, why... Like, I get him being sad about his brother, but why would be he, he be sad about his dad? But then I'm like, well, even though he was, like, an abuser, people deal with, like, grief and... And then I was like, no, it's this fucking show. So he's just sad that his dad died. No, yeah, it's because the like, last two seasons, like, season one, we learned that Randall Tarley is an evil, like, abuser, which is canonical. And then, in the last two seasons, he starts quoting him like he's a badass and saying, I'm tired of of mm-hmm. writing the achievements of better men. Yeah, he wants to be like him. He likes it. He likes it. It's really, really a truly bad show. Um, and then Sam, like, cries and runs out. And is this when he he runs into Bran, right? He runs and into Bran, like, who's been sitting out in the courtyard the entire episode. And I really... Uh-huh. Sam walks up and he goes, what are you doing? And I really thought that he was going to be like, fucking, nobody's pushing me anywhere. Like, nobody's <laughs> fucking... I've been here. Help. But it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. But then he says, I'm waiting for an old friend. Anyways, it's time to tell John the truth. Uh-huh. He and says that he's... He can't tell John because Bran's not John's brother. And actually, uh, John is no longer Sam's brother either because he deserted the Night's Watch. But, yeah, but uh, Bran knows. Oh, God. So Bran has been waiting outside overnight. Yep. In Winterfell. Uh-huh. During winter. Mm-hmm. When two years ago, Stannis mm-hmm. died in a blizzard. 
at Winterfell. Well, he's a three-eyed raven, so... It's hard to explain. There are five episodes left, and you can just hang out overnight with no clothes on outside of Winterfell. It's he good. even stays out another night waiting for someone. And it's like, if you know the future and you know that Jamie's coming, Jamie's the old friend, if you know that person's coming, why would you not just, like, why go do other things? Why would you wait shit? overnight? Why wouldn't you just get there, like, two minutes before? Yeah, like, I would just go fuck around for a couple days and then go out when I know Jamie's gonna get there. But he has to be epic. Uh, so John is standing in the. He's lighting candles at the Sean Bean shrine, and then Sam unironically falls down the stairs. A funny comedy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he tells him uh, that Bran told him. He tells him I read a book, and then Bran told me with whatever Bran does that your name is actually because he does it in the most fucking like audience really, shocking way he says hey J- hey hey john i'm crying why well i'm crying because danny executed my family who were his prisoners and danny didn't tell you about it and so i guess john didn't know that danny's a monster and that's also a storyline and then sam's like would you have killed my family and then john says i wasn't a king and sam says bro you've always been a king <laughs> you, you bro keep your keep your head up <laughs> Sure, kings rise. And then he was walking away because he's like, I gave up my crown. And then Sam goes, you're the king of the seven bloody kingdoms. And John says, what? Which is, and it's so funny because Sam leads with Lyanna Stark. Just to trick John into thinking that his dad fucked Lyanna for a second. Yep. So he says, your mother was Lyanna Stark. And then they just look at each other for five minutes. And he says, and your father. Here, look at this graph. (laughs) Look at this infographic. And you're, you're Aegon Targaryen, sixth of your name. The inside of the episode puts over, like, they wanted to stay on Jon's face because the audience already knows this. And Jon's reaction is what's important. Mm-hmm. His face is a fucking waning crescent. You can't see shit. <laughs> Tell me what Jon's reaction to this was. You I watched cannot. it. You don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. He gets mad that Ned lied. Yeah, he says, my father was the most honorable man I ever met. You saying he lied to you? And then Sam says, Ned did it to protect you. And then John says, Danny's our queen. And then Sam says, she shouldn't be. And so it seems like they're going for, like, a power struggle rather than, I don't know, you fucking, you fucked your aunt a little bit. Uh-huh. And also, yeah. not, I, sh- I know I should get over it by now, but, like, it's season eight. But, like, this story is just going to be about, like, pure ambition versus, like, with John and Danny and Sansa. But, like, they're hotter than Stannis, so it's good. Yeah. But just like every episode, it was like, Stannis wants the throne, so he should die. Um, is it, are, are we going to talk about him being the sixth Aegon, or is that just... Well, the thing is, like, it was, it was pointed out, I don't even know, I think this is true, but like, so like, the number is only to crowned people, which is why Danny is like first of her name, even though there were Daenerys's in the past. So okay. like if he is the king, then that would make him Aegon the sixth in this uniform, in this do you universe. Know all, do you know all the Aegons? Fuck no. You gotta get Patrick on. No. <laughs> I think I know, like, four of them. I Okay, so we know the Conqueror. The Conqueror. Egg. Is the... Who, is Aegon... Is he the Unworthy, also? There's Aegon the Unworthy did the, the Blackfire. Okay, there's there's Egg. We said Egg. There's who is John. Also, who is also Aegon the Unlikely. Uh-huh. And Aegon... There's, okay, so Aegon the Unworthy was Aegon the Fourth. I think there's one that's Aegon the Dragonbane. All right, George. But th- th- I don't know the 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 other two. Yeah, Aegon I think the third. I is... think I think they're two and three. I don't know two and three. Maybe Aegon the second is uh, Elia's son. Oh yeah, there you go. We got him. <laughs> found him. We found all six. Um. Okay, so I'm not as mad now. 
but it's it was it's stupid, but it, yeah. it's fine. Thank you, Brian, um, for being that's the so expert. that's so shit. Like right, it's like it's just, correct, but it's still shitty. I was just saying, like as like Robert Baratheon, first of his name. Like I'm Aegon Targaryen, sixth of my name. <laughs> I'm a baby. Like, Brand I'm just a out. widow. I'm a widow boy. I used <laughs> to be a Stark. <laughs> Um, anyway, can we please finish this episode? No, we're going to Last Hearth. <laughs> which is the fucking ancestral home of the Umbers, for those of you who didn't know, which nobody did. Mm-hmm. In the first episode of the entire series, they had, like, Winterfell on the screen, and they really could have helped if they had that. Uh-huh. So Tormund and Beric are at Last Hearth, and it's literally too dark to see anything, and I guess they probably think that's a metaphor, because it's a hearth and it's dark. It's completely pitch black. You and it's like, it's it. been ruined by winter. How do you think Tormund and Barrett got here? They, um, walked there. We saw them on top of the wall in the finale when it came down. When it got destroyed and all of the Nightmen came through? Yeah, we saw they them, just, like, yeah, they they're did, on top uh, of fun, it. They did, like, um, Shaun of the Dead, and they pretended to be Nightmen, too. And they just, like, walk with them. Do so you think they, like, they fucking Saints Row the Third, like, all the way down, landing on debris so that they can land perfectly on the ground, and then they put on a blue face? Yeah, and then Power was playing. Because the best, like, the best explanation I could come up with was, okay, well, they just walk along the top of the wall until they get to Castle Black. They walk down, and then they tell Dolores Ed and the other Night's Watch about it. But this contradicts that. Because they meet Dolores Ed there. Yeah! So they're they're walking around in complete dark complete darkness for eight minutes, and then they hear footsteps, and then they they scream, and Beric lights his magic sword, and then they they go ah, but it's actually the Night's Watch, and then and Dolores the says other, a joke. This is the other funny joke where um they go ah, and they see each other, and Dolores says like get him, he has blue eyes, and then Tormund says I've always had blue eyes. And it got it got a chuckle yeah. out of me. I'm too poisoned to enjoy the joke, but I'm glad people enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was unexpected. That was a but, real shocking twist for me. But just, I was trying to figure out where they were. Yeah. So, do you know, what do you think the Night's Watch is for? It, it doesn't seem much, dude. You know how the stated purpose of the Night's Watch is to pledge your life and honor to the Night's Watch and never abandon the wall, especially yeah. when it's being attacked? <laughs> Yeah, kind of gave up on that. Well, Dolor said he didn't get to read the handbook. John just said, you're the king now, and then he left. So That's he doesn't true. know, like, all the rules of being Lord Commander. He didn't hear the part where, I pledge, I pledge my life to an honor to the Night's Watch. Unless it's really scary, then you can leave. Then you can just go if it breaks. And I wish Pip and Gren it. had known that line. If it's under attack, you can just go, like, get your dad, and he'll fix it. And you yeah. can watch and hold the flashlight while... All right, Brooks, go wall. hold the tunnel against Magna Mighty. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna go to Last Hearth and have a sleepover with little Ned Umber. I think I'm gonna go hang out with I'm gonna go play PlayStation with Ned Umber. Bye. Bye. Not Um, going in there. So then they're like, did you find anybody? Nope. Looks normal here. It would be cool if Tormund just, like, beheaded Dolores Ed as a deserter. But anyways, they, (laughs) they say that they found a little boy. Uh, yeah, and they go find him, and he's pinned up on the wall and he has are these like his body parts or like i don't think ones? he has that many arms and legs i think it's other people i thought it was kind of like a mortal Kombat three situation when you hit someone with the fatality and like seven rib cages explode out of them yeah that's possible that's kind of my lore for that one no they the night king carries around a bunch of ladybug brooches that can produce yeah. extra limbs and they made it into a little pinwheel pattern the night king's first words are gonna be gangsta gangsta so torments oh we lost craig 
Oh, sorry, Craig. Whatever. Let's let's. Finish. Are you recording? If you're recording, I'm recording. Let's finish. Yeah, this I'm one recording. Out. I'm a bird. You're a bird. So yep. We Tormund says that the dead, the army of the dead, is now between them at Last Hearth and Winterfell. Yes. So Ed says, "Oh, we'll just get back by doubling up on the horses." So they're just going to go around the army of the dead. Yeah. So how? What the fuck happened here? The army of the dead killed this kid. And, like, set this elaborate play. I would like, love to up. watch the Nightman just, like, putting this together. Like, putting papier-mâché on the wall and shit. And then they just left? Well, it's, like, meaning- I- it's meaningful. I can't explain, but it's meaningful. Yeah, it's a symbol they used before. What does it mean? We don't fucking know. It's just they like it. There's so many articles that are just like, here's what it means. And then it's just like, oh, they did this in the pilot in that other time when they went to fucking they did, they shove, did it before. shove blue in the guy's chest. There was also a spiral. Yeah. It's not gonna and mean then- anything. And then the kid does, like, a funny jump scare because he turns into a zombie. Yeah, the kid and then, goes, yeah! And then the um, barrack sets him on fire, and then all the fucking bones all catch on fire. Yeah. And then it's on fire, and then the episode ends. Did you know that, um... Also, not true. We have a little bit more to go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so... Thought I could get out of that one. <laughs> so, you know, something that we've been losing our minds over in the Discord is, um... A lot of people are like, oh, nobody died this episode. House Umber yeah. got extinguished. House Umber's dead. So it's fine. A little boy got destroyed by the Nightman and then burned burned to death again. It's fine. He's a name, main named character, so. Anyways, Ned Umber died. It's go, go, go. We love it. Jamie arrives in Winterfell. Oh, shit. Yeah, Remember Brandon's last season when Arya Stark couldn't get into Winterfell? I was literally sitting on that all episode. Where they didn't let Arya Stark into Winterfell, but they let this guy who, one, covers his face in a hood, and two, is Jamie Lannister into Winterfell. There's no guards. We're having fun teen comedy pod racing moments. We don't mind. House Umber's dead. We love it. House Glover's not coming to help. Jamie dramatically takes off his hood while facing the camera to reveal who he is. Which I would say maybe keep on the disguise when you get to Winterfell, because that seems like maybe the dangerous place to be. But then he looks at Bran, who's doing a robot face. We should say that Jamie's hair is literally black now. Yes, it is. Well, he's getting older, so. Right, that is what happens famously. I love that Bran... I love that Bran is just a meme now. I love that, like, one of the most central characters is just, like, a funny guy that looks at people. He's gonna be the last chapter in the books yeah and it's gonna be and then he looked at him funny and he's and he says it's hard to explain do you get it yeah so next week Uh and that's the episode it looks like next week jamie's gonna be on trial Mm -hmm. um it looks like the battle of winterfell might be uh, beginning jamie lannister has never done anything wrong so jot that down yeah jot that down i mean he did like fucking sister like whatever it's fine now yeah um so i i do want to ask a couple of predictions for the next episode. Oh, fuck if I know, dude. Okay, hit me with them. So do you think any time in... So this is just for the rest of the season. Do you think Cersei's gonna be blue? I'm beginning to think Cersei might become blue. I think Cersei might become blue. <laughs> and I genuinely... So I... I don't we think... Thought, they're g- we thought it was Euron who wanted to become twisted, but it might be Cersei. I think maybe they'll both be blue. He's gonna get give her a blue baby. Yeah! Uh, whatever. <laughs> he's gonna drink so much shade of the evening that he's gonna become blue. Yeah. I think, here's what, here's my genuine, like, now Jamie Cersei theory. I don't think they're gonna have Jamie choke her anymore, cause that's, they would have kept that in the thing. He's gonna kill her when she's blue. Yeah, dude. 
And then in the inside of the episode, they're going to act like, they're going to say, it was the worst thing Jamie ever did to kill Eris, but he redeemed himself by killing Cersei. It's going to be amazing when they say that. (laughs) It's going to be so good. And I think what's going to happen is, so he's going to kill Cersei with Oathkeeper. Mm -hmm. And if that's more epic. How does he get Oathkeeper? Fucking, I don't know. Brienne gives it to him. Okay. Yeah. And then that's almost like a death. Brienne, who famously was in this episode. Yeah, Brienne, we love it. Uh, um, so what do you, what do you think is going to happen next episode? Do you th- how do you think Jamie's trial is going to go? It's going to be fine. Like there'll be people who, Oh, you don't think mad. Jamie's just going to get beheaded and that's it? No, I think he'll be good. Um, <laughs> it'll, like people will be mad and then someone will say like, we need all the help we can get into the great war to come or whatever. Either Brienne or Howland Reed is going to interrupt. Yeah. Maybe Fergus will show up. Maybe Fergus will show up with a big thing that says, I have Rob Stark's will, and everyone will be like, who gives a shit? Huh? He's he's already been king. We're past that. Fucking. Yeah. Do you think, okay, do you think, so the, the trial's gonna be like, uh, fucking Danny's gonna be like, you killed my dad, Gov. So do you think Danny's gonna love her dad now in this episode, even though this episode she's I like, think, my dad's a monster? I, I think she will, and then Sansa will defend Jamie. Because ah. she likes the Lannisters now, and it'll be more like... She learned a great deal from Cersei, including how to love Jamie, And it gives more opportunities for her to be like Caddy to Daenerys. Yeah! So that's how that's gonna go. It's just gonna be... It's so good that she's gonna be like... This episode, Tyrion was like, Daenerys is not her father. And next episode, she's gonna be like, you killed my evil dad and then came here to help. I'm gonna fucking kill you. So then we're gonna... Even though we've seen it... Before, we're going to get a Bran flashback of Jamie killing Eris when he's saying, burn them all. Burn and them then Bran, all! And then Bran will be like, he's telling the truth. And then everyone will say, okay. Oh, God, that's exactly how he sounds. I hate it. It's <laughs> my best impression next to Khal Drogo. That's true. That's it. Did you have more predictions? or No, I, was just, I just wanted to see how you thought the trial would go. All right. Um, are you ready for it? Yeah, I think so. Exclusive <laughs> Warg of the Week. Warg of the Week. Hey. Warg of the Week. So, I've had a lot of options with this one. Okay. <laughs> there was some stuff about fucking the sigil and the weird kid who shows up next to Jan Royce and shit. But I have a theory called... Mm-hmm. What is dead may never fry. So bear with me. Okay. So Sandor Clegane rode a dragon last season. He did. Only Targaryens can ride dragons. We know this from the mouth of the source. We know this to be true. So that would lead you to believe Sandor's a Targaryen, right? Of course. Yeah. So that's that's uh, part one of this proof. Now, mm-hmm. where that might start to get murky is... What else do we famously know about all Targaryens? They fire can't kill them. They're fireproof. Yes. And Sandor the Hound, he's not fireproof, famously, because his head. He's not. He did hurt him very badly. Or is he? Okay. You see, at this moment, we understand that either D&D are fucking dipshits who immediately contradict their own story about the Targaryens, or Mm -hmm. there's something Mm -hmm. deeper. Mm Mm-hmm. He used to not be fireproof. Okay. But then something happened to him. What happened to him? That's right. He died. And then he oh? came back. Leading me to my central conclusion. You become a Targaryen by dying. Think about it. Uh, okay. 
Think about everybody. We're going to go through everybody who's ridden a dragon. Khaleesi dragon. Already got that. Jon Snow was famously a Stark earlier. Dead. Then he died. And then everybody suddenly has information about him being a Targaryen. And then he rides a dragon. Uh Targaryen. Tyrion sees a dragon, is immediately killed by stone men. When he comes back, the dragon suddenly like him. He's a Targaryen. Uh Uh-huh. Beric Dondarrion. Beric Targaryen. He he gets revived. Beric Targaryen. He rides Uh a dragon. Jorah rides a dragon. He got a fatal disease before then, and then that tricked his body into thinking he was dead. So Mm -hmm. he's a Targaryen. The white that they were that they were carrying dead, <laughs> dead Targaryen. Dead. <laughs> Torment says his all says his eyes have always been blue in this episode, meaning he's a white Targaryen. Yep. <laughs> the Nightman was a normal guy. The children of the forest shoved blue into his chest, and he killed him. Now he can ride dragons. He's Targaryen. Targaryen. So when it, you, it, most it, dead people are Targaryens, it almost makes too much sense. It almost that, like, makes too much sense. They can't be Ned Umber, briefly a Targaryen. Ned, yep, he was for a little bit inconclusive as to whether he can ride a dragon. I'm or not. so but, excited to see Hodor Targaryen later this season. But I can confirm this theory. Okay, great, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, let's get into questions. Uh, if you have a question, you can send it to postgot at gmail.com or what's the fucking Tumblr? Uh, Post Game of Thrones. Postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. Uh, first question. We got, if you, uh, we got a lot. I'm glad. So, I don't know if we'll get to all of them, but. I gotta say, I did think this episode was gonna be five hours long, so good job, us. Mm -hmm. Uh, first question this week comes in from Tumblr user Kernielk, who asked, Bran wakes up from a tree dream to find the words baby Sam carved on his forearm. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) Listen to Yadi Yadi Boys, our Uh Judge's Bizarre Adventure podcast. Um, let's see. Uh, Leaf Crunch, friend of the show, Alec Leaf Crunch asks, my light bringer is Samuel Tarly's acting. Literally Same. everyone else can eat shit. Anyway, if you wanted to send a message, what shape would you make out of giant crab legs? <laughs> Where did they get that? Maybe it's the legs from the ice spiders big as hounds that they don't have the budget for. I would probably make the circle finger. Yeah, I would make the, the rose sim- sigil of the Tyrells and give it to my grandma. Uh... Also, part two of this question, hey, also the Night King sending a message means he is or has agents in Winterfell, something which literally doesn't come up otherwise. Damn, that's a really good work of the week. Fuck. <laughs> that's, um... He's Bran! Yeah, he is. Uh, I guess he's Bran. Friend of the show taking turns at random asked a question. There's two. There's just fucking two. Sam said with his own mouth that he's the sixth because they forgot a whole fucking baby. Uh, who are the Targaryen geniuses now? Yeah, uh, um, I think we uh, covered this one that you only get the title if you're a king. So. I'm, I'm so desperate to ask David. If can we go to Comic Con some year and just ask David Benioff who the mountain killed in like the sack of King's Landing? What were the baby's names? I dare you to tell me. It was um, El Elia. Was yeah. there? And, and then got, they don't answer because the scene would end. Yeah, they get inter- interrupted by Brienne of Tarth saying, I, yeah. I killed Stannis Baratheon. Um, Tumblr user Venusorphobia, great icon, asked a question. We love it. Hey guys, Jemmy Rebby. Jemmy Rebby. First Rebbe. question. If D and D had adopted Lady adapted <laughs> Lady Stoneheart. My new daughter. <laughs> adapted Lady Stoneheart, what would she be doing right now? Second question, what moment are you most looking forward to this season? 
She'd be epic. Well, one, I'm looking most forward to Lady Stoneheart. So shut that yeah, down. Shot that one down. I, I mean, she would she be dead? Like, I think Lady she'd be a Targaryen. I think that she she would just be in Winterfell being normal and like smiling <laughs> at her kids. She would just kiss Bran on the forehead. Hello, and she would give John a big hug when he came home. <laughs> Hello, Bran Stark in Winterfell. It's good to see you in Winterfell. Um, Tumblr user Pie Kraken asked. Uh, John was literally told directly that he is of the Targaryen bloodline, and no one said anything about what that means for him and Daenerys. Not him, not Sam, not anybody. Never even crossed his mind. What will it take for this to matter in the narrative? Why is this happening? So yeah, we're literally gonna get another reveal where John realizes that he's been pounding his aunt. Uh-huh. Like, that's... I did a poll on Twitter informally, and, like, four out of five people do not think that was part of the realization in this episode. Uh-huh. Remember when it's fucking a thing about Ned... Yeah, yeah, and Sam. Sam but we we're getting four discrete reveals about Jon Snow. He has to wait. He knew the episode was almost over, so he would have to save it for the next one to talk about it. It's like he's gonna have a brain blast when he's fucking (laughs) chin deep in her. It's gonna be. It's gonna rule. Uh, Next question comes in from Tumblr user Ape of Naples, who asked the question: Who's worse at writing women, Araki or D and D? I was thinking about this earlier this week. I hate to say it. It's Araki. I think, I think it's Araki. I, I don't know. You're going to have to convince me. I, who are you? Like, I love Lisa Lisa Hamon coach, but she's the exception that proves the rule. If you ask me, does he get better? Who are, like, who are you? Who are we thinking of? I don't know. I just think in terms of, yeah, I, I don't know. It's pretty bad. Yeah. My, like my, I don't, I never want to say a hot take that I don't actually believe. And I think okay. they're both really bad. But uh, I think that D&D are ne- at least, like, they're making an awful effort at, like, making a strong second-wave feminist character that's epic and badass. Uh, you have not read uh, Jojo Part 6. Yeah, is, is is Girl Jojo good? Girl Jojo's pretty good. He, I mean, he's still, like, I'm sure it's not sometimes, great. But, she's, but he did, he made a girl the main character. Well, so. hey, it's women on top. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, true. I think that they're, they both have similar lows. Yeah. I think that D, I, I think D&D's wor- lows might be worse. It's just that Araki kind of forgets that women exist a lot of the time. Yeah, that's kind of it. And when they do, they're just usually like, I'm shopping with my two girls that I love, and yeah. oh, I've been attacked by a stand, and I'm rude. Yeah. <laughs> or, my no, Mrs. Song. Manini's good. Never mind. Araki yeah, wins. Manini's good. Araki wins. Uh, post Game of Thrones. .tumblr.com, postgot at gmail.com. That's the episode. That's the episode, I guess. We did it, and hey, we're done, and we never have to do this again. Never have to do it again. Can I tell you, um, I had to go to teach children today at school. Sorry. Um, and all I could think about all day is fucking recording PGOT, and I was like, great, this is gonna... But, luckily, um, next week is spring break, so on Monday I won't have to be in. You can watch it twice! So I can watch it twice, and then the week after that, we're going to be watching the movie of To Kill a Mockingbird, so okay. I won't have to actually teach. Ah. So it gives me kind of two weeks of being able to watch Game of Thrones twice. Nice. I realized this week that um, I'm, like, doing final stuff soon, like I have two final papers due next week. I cannot do any homework on Sunday or Monday. Oh, yeah, don't even attempt to. Sunday, I just have to sit there and just think about it. Just write the whole day off. I sat on my couch all day yesterday not having any fun, 
just going into the Discord and just being like, fucking remember the poop soup montage? <laughs> yeah, remember poopy soupy? Just like fucking, I was just Bran in the courtyard all day. <laughs> so it'll That's be good. Game of uh, we'll see you next week. We don't know what the episode's called because they don't fucking tell yeah, us. Yeah, it's they're all going to be called fucking, next episode's going to be called Egg on the Second, and they're going to have all six episodes. And mm. fucking Lady Stoneheart's going to be there, and Helen Reed's going to be there unironically, and it's going to be good. Can't wait. Can't uh, wait. See you then. We love it. We love it. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, where your lasagna. Teens, keep it sloshy. Teens. Thank you for the nice reviews. We've been getting a lot of nice reviews lately. Oh, I'll have to look at those when I'm feeling down. Mm-hmm. Like right now. <laughs> like right now, after recording this episode, I'm going to go check the reviews out. We yeah. have GOT to go. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Did you hear? <laughs> My stomach is signaling that the episode uh-huh. is over. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye from what is probably going to be our shortest episode. Yep. (laughs) Fuck.